0: Welcome to the Next Level Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland, best-selling author and life coach. Join me each week to learn more about the strategies, tools, and mindset needed to arise from the overwhelm and live a joyful life you love. To learn how you can work with me further or to get your copy of my book, Arise and Shine, check out www.juliannekirkland.com. Also, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode because the best version of you begins on your next level of faith hey hey welcome back to the next level of faith podcast i'm your host
1: julianne kirkland and y'all i am so excited for our guest today
0: dr justin mosley aka the mindset doctor he is a former chiropractor turned international speaker and high performance coach after surviving a near-death accident in 2018 Dr. Mosley shifted from changing lives in a clinic to changing lives from stage, becoming a highly sought after international speaker and high-performance coach. Dr. Mosley is a TEDx speaker and has been featured on ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox. Be sure to check out his TED talk called The Secret to Having More, Lessons from My Near-Death Accident on YouTube. Welcome, Dr. J. He just
1: finished his TEDx talk. It was April 30th. Is that right, Justin? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's finished.
1: Um, So we're so, so excited for him. It's coming out on YouTube. You can click the link in the bio and go straight to it and check this guy out. He is absolutely amazing. So I met Dr. J through a mutual friend who has been on our podcast before, and he is the fierce empathy coach. He's David Waldy. And I asked David the other day, I said, David, what 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 do you have to say about Dr. J? And he said, Dr. J is an incredible man. He's so incredible about walking the line between humility and confidence. He's a man worth following. Mm-hmm. And I just love hearing that edification. You know, so often um, I have found as a woman in seeing men excel that when other men can edify them in the way of being both humble and confident, how powerful that is. And so I just wanted to congratulate you on that, Dr. Jay, because it's it's, well, so, yeah. it's so amazing to have that Thank quality. you so
2: much for that. And yeah, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate being here. And yeah, David Waldy is such a great guy and I appreciate those kind words from him for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, we do wanna talk a little bit about about your TED talk and it was titled the secret to having more in life lessons learned from my near death accident. So give us a little bit about it.
2: Yeah. So yeah, just like you said, I just finished my TEDx talk a couple of weeks ago and it's very humbled and honored to do something like that. It was always like a bucket list thing for me. So to be able to do it was just affirmation of me walking out the calling that God has on my life. And I was able to share because back in 2018, I had a near-death accident. I was whitewater rafting. And at the time, I mean, life was good. I'm a chiropractor by trade. Uh, My wife's a chiropractor as well. We had an amazing practice. Business was good. Marriage was good. Life was good until we went on this. I went on this men's retreat and went whitewater rafting. And we hit the class five rapids and the raft flipped over. And I got trapped, thrown off the raft, got trapped underneath the rapid and it pushed me underwater. And I still remember the sound of my helmet scraping down the rocks Mm. as I was just being pushed underwater. And the last thing I remember thinking was I'm not coming back up Mm. and everything went black and then everything went bright white. And it was the most peaceful, serene feeling I'd ever felt. And then I lost consciousness and I don't know how long it probably wasn't long at all, but it felt like an eternity. Mm. And in that moment, I heard this voice that said, wake up. And thankfully I did because I came back to consciousness and I was trapped underwater wedged between two rocks. And I tried to push and I didn't budge. Mm. And I kept pushing and pushing and nothing happened. And then the panic started to set, set in like, oh no, what am I going to do now? And then thankfully my adrenaline kicked in enough. I was able to push hard enough. I broke the buckle of my life jacket, floated to the top just in time to gasp for breath. And then I was oh. swept down the river. <laughs> and at that point, like I'm rocked, like what just happened? And I started processing that. And one of the lessons that I got was, well, we all question like our purpose. Why are we here?
1: Yeah.
2: But after something like that, I asked a different question. I said, why am I still here? Mm. And that's a question not only for me, but anybody can ask. A lot of times we wait for a near death accident or a rock bottom moment to to change. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you don't need that, that experience. Like, you are here for a reason. Like, God woke you up today for a purpose. That's right. You have air in your lungs, your heart is beating, you are here for a purpose. So, you need to ask yourself, why am I still here? yeah his life isn't guaranteed and that's part of the message i shared from tedx and one of the bigger concepts was the fact that i had been living my purpose i was helping people i was making a difference but what i realized was i was playing way too small mm. i had settled and i'd really gotten comfortable yeah. and i if i knew if i wanted to step into the calling that god had on my life i needed to exchange my comfort for my calling That's that's my message to others. Is a lot of times we don't even realize we've gotten comfortable in life. Yeah, it took a near death accident for me to realize that I had gotten comfortable. Yeah, but God has called us for so much more, and we need to exchange our comfort for our calling.
1: Oh, I love that so much, and just I I think in images, you know, visions, and just imagining that whole scene unfold. And I could so relate to that. Not that I've ever had that happen to me, Dr. J. Right, but, right. But how often, especially as a mom and you know, my audience knows that I have six kids and sometimes it feels like you're drowning. Sometimes it feels like you're stuck yeah. and you can't move. And so mm. just hearing that, that voice telling you to wake up and i just had my awake conference and there is this great awakening happening god is calling his people forward to stand up to speak out and i love that you're doing that and you're sharing you know what you don't have to wait till you feel the heat from the fire to move like you can see the light and move that's so so beautiful
2: yeah and it's like A lot of times we play way too small, but you're not doing the world any favors by playing small. So true. Like God is giving you a stirring in your heart. And Mm -hmm. it's up to us to to actually walk it, walk out that calling. And a lot of times we listen to the voices in our head that we're not good enough. Who am I to go after this dream? It's like, no, God gave you a vision. And he didn't give your vision to me and he didn't give my vision to you. He gave That's it to right. you for a reason. So it's up to you to actually walk that out.
1: It's so true. And I love this, like you're here for a purpose and to be on purpose. And the the title of your talk is The Secret to Having More in Life. Because, I mean, I fully believe that Jesus came to give us life and to give it in abundance. And we are to live yes. that way. It's not just this reward once we get to heaven. Like, no, 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 we're, we are meant to live that way right here, right now on earth as it is in heaven. And I love that you're yeah, promoting yeah, that.
2: Absolutely. That's one of my favorite verses too, It's because I, I had live. And I don't, like, I don't like positive thinking. Positive thinking obviously is better than negative thinking. It's true. But positive, positive thinking is like going out to your flower bed and there's weeds everywhere and just saying, oh, there's no weeds. There's no weeds. I don't no, see that. Yeah, yeah, we need to acknowledge, no, there's weeds. We need to pull them out, that's plant right. new flowers and watch them grow. Yeah. So it's not about just positive thinking. For me, it's positive expectation. Mm, Walking into life every day that God is bringing something great into my life. Yeah. It doesn't mean there's not going to be problems or challenges, but having that expectation that, you know what, God gave me this day for a purpose and I'm going to live and live abundantly. And I think about like a kid on Christmas, think about when you woke, as a kid, when you woke up, you have this expectation of like, I can't wait to look under the tree and see what Santa Claus brought me. There was such excitement that you had. What if you lived your life every day like that? That's right. I'm so excited for what God's going to bring me today. And when you live like that and have that energy. Yeah. You start to see all the amazing things that God's bringing into your life. Yeah. The divine appointments, the connections like David Walli connecting yes. us. Absolutely. All these things happen when you expect it to happen.
1: That's right. And it it does when you're living on that, you know, I I almost think of it as this other dimensional way of living. Like we have lifted higher into this this new realm of of thinking and living and because we live out what we believe, right? And oh, yeah. Yeah. and you as the mindset doctor, what has been in your experience, the most common lie, shall we say, that people tend to believe about not being able to live into that?
2: Right. Yeah. And, and that's where I truly believe if you change your mind, you can change your life. It's true. And the word says like, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. The problem is a lot of, it's not just our conscious thinking. It's our subconscious thinking. Yep. So it's our long-term programming. And they used to say it's from our, our parents, our teachers, and our preachers. Like what we grew up around, like they programmed our mind to think a certain way. Okay. So we have these programmed beliefs of, well, success takes hard work. And definitely, especially I, I speak at a lot of churches and in Christian groups, it's hard for us because we have to be humble but then we have this vision of, I want to impact people and I want to change lives. so I have to put myself out there. Yeah. So we suppress this vision and we don't let our light shine because we're like, oh, people are going to think I'm arrogant or cocky. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's all about a condition of the heart. And that's where back to what David Waldy was talking about. There's a fine line between arrogance and confidence. That's right. But I think when you're confident in what God has called you to do and you're stepping out in faith yeah. and going after that, you can stay confident without shifting over into cocky and arrogant. Yes. But a lot of people shy away and like, you know what? I'm just going to hide my light. Mm. And God is like, God says it in the word. He says, no, you need to let your light shine yes. because your light can be a reflection of him. Yeah. And I think when people use that and it's a, again, it's the condition of the heart. Mm-hmm. If you're like, Hey, like for me, I went from not back in 2018, after my near death accident, I had already scaled out of our clinic. So I wasn't in the clinic day to day. So I was off of social media because I was like, I don't want people seeing me and want to come see me in the clinic. Right. But then all of a sudden, God gave me this vision to impact people. And I was like, oh, well, now I need to go out. And I got to build a brand and start putting out content. And I was like, well, one of the limiting beliefs was I don't want people to think that I'm doing this out of my own selfish ambition. So then I had to shift it. I was like, no, I I'm doing this because the bigger the brand gets, that's more lives I can impact for him. That's
1: right. Absolutely. That's
2: what it comes down to is is when you let light shine, it's, you can always guide them back to him. Absolutely. not about you and what you're trying to put out. Yes. So again, it's about the condition of the heart and where your focus is.
1: Oh, I love that. Oh, Dr. J speaking my language, speaking my language, um, at the Awake conference, the like motto that we talked about anytime somebody would get on and share an aha or anything was shine girl, shine, because that's yes. what we wanted to bring out in other people. It's like, Yes, you absolutely should shine. And as an ambitious woman, as a visionary, and that's kind of the the women that I attract. And so often the the biggest complaint or hindrance that that we're taught and and believe is that we're too much. Oh, no, Mm -hmm. take it down a notch. And so this was such an awakening moment for these women to experience this wait, no, no, no. There are people out there that are encouraging you to shine because we shine because we're reflecting the glory and the brilliance of the Lord in our lives. And I just, oh, I love that you just said that. A
2: lot of times we don't let our light shine because of what other people say. Like they say that like, Hey, you need to tone it down or you're too much. But think about this. A lot of times anybody that's judging you it's not even about you. It's a reflection of them. Yes. A lot of people, and it's a subconscious thing. They're not going to be like, oh, I'm jealous of you, but they make comments because they're looking at you shining and they're thinking about how they're not letting their own light shine.
1: That's
2: right. So instead of just encouraging you, a lot of people they want to bring you down so you can be at the same level of shineness right. as right. they have. <laughs> and really, they're wanting to let their light shine. They're loving what you're doing. They're realizing they're not doing it. So they try to bring you down to their level, yeah. but no, you need to keep letting your light shine because you're going to speak to somebody like that and help them actually shine more.
1: Yeah. So a, a lot of our um, audience here at next level faith is the arising entrepreneur, especially the kingdom entrepreneur. And so, go back to that 2018 year when you were like, okay, I got like, this is what I'm going to do. This is my calling, right? This is what yeah. I'm going to start stepping into. What were some of the things that that you did, like practically speaking, yeah. to really start growing that brand, which is now the Mindset Doctor?
2: Yeah. And I'll go back even before, because I built this brand as well as when I started back in 2012, building my chiropractic business. I built it on two things. One Jesus didn't come to be served, he came to serve. Right. So I know if I go out and serve, I'm just going to follow his example. And the second one is still based on service was a Zig Ziglar quote. You can get anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. That's right. So, it was always a heart of service. And from the beginning of our chiropractic business, had great success because we served the community and we served people. And then when I switched over to this, I actually stepped back after my accident. And I was like, okay, I know God's calling me to help more people. If money wasn't an issue, if I could just do what brings me joy and helps people, what would I do? So I was like, well, I want to put out content on mindset and personal growth and development. Mm -hmm. It changed my life. I know it can help other people. But even then I was like, I don't know if anybody's going (laughs) to listen, but I'm just going to start going. I'm going to step one step forward and I'm going to put myself out there. And I did. And I started a Facebook group in March of 2020 and it grew to a thousand people in the first month. So I was like, oh, well, people are actually listening. (laughs) And from there, it just organically grew. I kept showing up, serving the audience. I would interview people and do live guest expert interviews. And people just wanted more. And it led to me hosting mastermind retreats and doing the coaching and now speaking at large events, the TEDx that I just spoke at. It all came from organically the heart of service, just putting myself out there to serve, especially in business. The money is a side effect of the service that you give. So if you're going out there to serve and and Jim Rohn, I heard this years ago. He said, if you want to make a million dollars, go help a million people and get a million people to pay you a dollar. That could be easy, easily something to do, but it's about just how can I affect and help more people and the side effect of that. Is financial abundance, right. which is another we could a whole topic we could talk about in the <laughs> Christian world, is people are afraid to make Ooh, money. Yes, it's that's so a big true. thing. And but the reality is, if you look at it, the amount of money you make, is the amount of service you give. Yes. So if you're giving service, you should be rewarded for that. That's right. And you look at people like like Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa lived a humble lifestyle, obviously, but it took millions of dollars to actually make her ministry what it was. That's like right. she was flown around on private jets. Like all these things took money. So right. if you want to serve people and make a difference, be okay with money being a part of that conversation.
1: That's that's so true. Um, and I love how it you really hit the nail on the head with one of the biggest stumbling blocks that. Christians have with accepting money. We think, oh no, we have to be humble. Well, it's like, no, we got to We got to cut those links together. Like just humility, true humility really has nothing to do with the amount of money in your wallet or the amount of money that you're able to invest. Because like, I think somebody told David one time, you know, bro, you can't build houses for all these people that you want to build houses for like broke people don't build houses (laughs) they said it more eloquently than that but that's the main thing of what of what they said and it's so true
2: yeah and, and a good example i remember years ago when we first started our practice there was a wealthy man that was a patient and he talked about just wealth and he had some guys coming over to actually do work inside of his house and they were asking like wow how can you afford a house like this And it opened up the opportunity where he could talk about God and Jesus Mm -hmm. and the impact that they've had on his life and how by serving God allowed him financial abundance. Yeah. So it opened up that conversation. And and I still do that to this day. Like TEDx for me, like God did that in my life. And I'm able to use that story to help others and glorify him through that process.
1: That's right. And it's so beautiful when that happens, when you get to show up in your authentic voice and you realize like, okay, God, you're calling me to this. I'm going to continue to move forward in this. Who do I model? I'm going to model model Jesus, you know, because so often, I mean, I've done, you know, workshops for Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi and like the, you know, powerhouses in the personal development entrepreneur world. And um, there was times though, that like, I was almost sickened when I would come off stage (laughs) because Mm. people were, mesmerized by these men and, and just totally enamored with them. And I'm like, Oh, (laughs) that's not what (laughs) I want to be leading people to, you know? So that was really big for me. And seeing that, yes, there are certain strategies and tactics that can take you places in marketing a whole lot faster, Yeah, but there is nothing that substitute speaking authentically and being true to who you are and who God's called you to be like, that's where overflow comes from. That's where the multiplication comes from. That's where anointing comes from over approval. And that's it's just a totally yeah. different experience.
2: Yeah. And I love that you went there because I, I still have awaken the giant within, but Tony Robbins, I got this book when I was 16. It's when I read my first Tony Robbins book that turned me on to personal development mm. But you're right. So many people become self help junkies and they idolize the Tony's, the Deans, like all those yeah. people, when really it becomes finding out who you are. That's like right. that's the whole point of self help is to. Understand who you are, who God's created you to be, because then you can show up authentically. And you just reminded me, because that's why I love like your conference. I speak at a Christian business conference where because most conferences are like, oh, how to build your business, how to 10x your revenue, how to do all these things, the next marketing tactic. When no, this one I speak at every year, multiple times a year, it's none of that. It's all Jesus. And every speaker just talks about what God is doing in their lives. Because when you fill up on him, so true. then the marketing works, then That's the so things true. that you're doing work, but yes. you need that foundation first.
1: Yeah. And I, I talk a lot about um, being in the lamplight, you know, Jesus is a lamp unto your feet. And, and so often as ambitious people, as visionaries, we want to be like, okay, we're going to go do, you know, all of these things, show us the whole path, Lord. And he's like, cool. But right here, like we're going to focus right here. I got a lot to reveal to you right here in the lamplight. Like, let's take this one step at a time, you know? And um, it's so cool. Okay, so I'm taking it back, taking it back. So one of the things that you posted on Instagram that I loved, you said, sometimes our challenges and the obstacles we face are our biggest blessing. And we're kind of talking about that right now. And I love that because um, one of the things I often talk about is how the difference between a stumbling block and a stepping stone is in the way that we use it. So talk a little bit about, about that and how you've experienced that.
2: Yeah. Cause and I think a lot of times it's the times that we have the challenges and the obstacles that we face that that's when we actually encounter that that's when we grow Mm -hmm. because then we're able to overcome that. And as believers, that's when we get to rely on him and realize I can't do this on my own. Like this isn't me doing this. I need him. And then we, it gets to strengthen our faith and show us what we can overcome. Mm -hmm. And then once you overcome a challenge, you're like the the other challenges that come. And I actually shared this part in my, my TEDx talk, you face resistance as you step out of your comfort zone. So in TEDx, I shared a framework of stepping out of your comfort zone and into your calling and you step through the fear zone, you step through the growth zone and you, you face resistance along the way. Yeah. But then you, you eventually get to the place where you're in the flow zone and things that used to feel like resistance are now light and easy Yeah, because you've been able to overcome it. You've been able to build the strength. Yeah. So I really think the things that we go through and then back to your analogy of, of the, the light, like we want to see the whole path. Like, what does this right. look like? But I think the reason that's the bad idea, because if you saw all the things you had to go through, you would probably be like, I don't want to go that way. (laughs)
1: That's right.
2: Like, I was thinking about that this morning. Like, if I saw the path of my my timeline in life and like, oh, you're going to have a near-death accident, I'd be like, nope, I'm not going there. I'm not going to even do that. But if I had not went through that, I wouldn't have got the lessons and the downloads that God gave me from that. And I wouldn't have impacted as many lives as I had today if I had not gone through that. So. the problem is it's hard as you're going in the fire and you're in the struggles and the mm-hmm. challenges to see that that there's a benefit to it. That's right. But if you go in, it, if you're in the struggle right now, just realize you're going through this for a reason. Yeah. And there's a lesson you're supposed to learn from this. And a lot of times I see it all the time. People that could keep repeating the same mistakes over and over. A lot of times you haven't learned the lesson yet. You're supposed to get from that. That's right. If you just look at that, this is all this game we call life is all a learning experience and everything that like people say that God's this happened to me. How can he let this happen? No, he's not letting this happen. He's allowing you to experience something that you could learn from. And a lot of times that people like you are most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. So the stuff that you've been through in the past is going to strengthen you to be able to help somebody else. That's going to go through that.
0: That's right.
2: They're going to need somebody to lean on and, and then you can be that person.
0: That's right.
1: My dog, Millie, she just totally agrees with you. They <laughs> yeah. have become like co-hosts to my podcast. Nice.
2: She's like,
1: yes, Dr. J, say it, say it.
2: Yes, there we go. Uh, there we go. It, yeah,
1: it, it is so, it's so good. Millie, enough. All um, right. I love I love that 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 passion that you bring about of of wanting to encourage people to really step into that and see that their struggles are a part of that sanctification process like this this whole journey this whole game of life right is is to become more and more like Jesus so that he is reflected more in our lives. And that again, that's why we shine. Like that's where the shine comes from. And it's such a beautiful thing. Um, all right, Dr. J, what would be the biggest piece of advice you have for someone who is feeling like this is all great. This sounds wonderful, but like, I, I feel really stuck. Like, I feel like I'm under the rapids right now. My head is lodged between rocks. Like what do I do first?
2: Yeah, well, one is just acknowledging that, okay, I'm going through this for the reason. There's seasons in life. You always come out on the other side. Spring always comes after winter. So you always go through and Then you get summertime, then you get fall. So things are always gonna happen. So one is don't, there's different levels of consciousness. One is that you believe life happens to you. And then, then you can move from that to, okay, life isn't happening to me, it's happening for me. So if I'm experiencing this, it must be for a greater purpose. And then you can look at, well, okay. So life happens to me, life happens for me, then life happens through me. So then God is actually, I'm co-creating with God. Like he put me here on this planet for a reason so I can actually control my destiny with him. Cause I'm focused on him and I'm becoming more like Jesus every single day. And then you can start to look at your experiences of, okay, this is just something I'm going to go through for a bigger purpose. But then you have to believe in yourself. I think people stop dreaming. They stop having a vision. And without vision, people perish. Yeah. A lot of times we've tried to go after our goals and it just didn't work. So I'm just going to settle here in my comfort zone. That's right. It's like, but no, like God gave you a vision for a purpose. It wasn't going to be easy. If it was easy, everybody would be living the life of their dreams. But there's going to be struggles. There's going to be things you need to overcome. So say focused on him. And then I want people to have a God-sized vision. Yes. A lot of people will set their vision, set their goals based on what they think they can accomplish. Right. But yeah, you can only accomplish so much, but you and God together can com- accomplish so much more than you even realize. That's right. So for me, like I want to do something so big that people look at me and like, that's definitely God. Cause there's
1: right. no way he could <laughs> do it. <laughs> so, yeah. So
2: that's yeah. why I want to be a reflection of him. Of like, yeah. yeah, look, look how big I went. Right. Not because of me, but because of him. It was in spite of me. <laughs> so okay. first you got to get the bigger vision
0: mm-hmm. because,
2: and it go, actually go listen to my TEDx talk. Cause that's actually going to help with this because yeah. I talk about the driving force that will help you pull you out of your comfort zone and into mm-hmm. your calling. The driving force really is your calling. The calling is a mixture of your mission, your vision, and your purpose. Okay. So the bigger your mission, your vision, and your purpose are, the stronger your calling, that driving force is, yeah. that will pull you through the things that you're going through now.
1: Oh, I love that so much. It's so good. Oh, I can't wait to listen to your TEDx talk. It's going to be so incredible. Guys, as soon as you hear this podcast, I know you're going to go and you're going to click on the link and you're going to watch it, share it, comment on it. Just let's spread the love. Let's get more and more of this man into the hands of the good people. Right. Um, all right, Dr. Jay, we're going to do a speed round. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay. Just right off the top of your head. There's no right or wrong answer. Okay. Okay. Best date night with your wife.
2: Uh, we just celebrated our ten year anniversary last our night. Anniversary and went to yes. her favorite restaurant in Nashville, Giovanni's, an Italian restaurant. So that was a great date night.
1: Awesome. Okay. Well, my next question was going to be pizza or tacos.
2: <laughs> pizza. Yes. Pizza. That's my that's my go to cheat meal.
1: I love that. All right. What is one place on your bucket list?
2: Uh, Greece.
1: Me too.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes. I love that. I love that. What about Greece? Um, just is attractive to you.
2: Yeah, just what I've seen, the photos, the beauty, the culture. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I just want to go experience that.
1: Same. It looks incredible. Okay, mountains or beach?
2: Oh, that's a tough one because I love both, but I would say beach wins. something wind. powerful about being on the beach and the sun, the sand.
1: Nice. Who is the most inspirational character from the Bible that you relate to the most?
2: I've mm, never been asked that before. Ah, uh, I would say probably Paul, just mm. because the stuff that he went through and the experiences he had to go through to become who he is. Yeah, yeah. I would say him.
1: You know what's crazy? I'm just gonna share this with you, Doctor Jay, <laughs> because we've already bonded, guys. We're like yeah. best friends right now. <laughs> um, so I thought for the longest time, I'm like, I'm meant to be a Paul. Like I'm meant to go out and speak and share. And like I had that as the vision, right? Mm-hmm. And then as I was preparing for this Awake Conference. Um, God just kept putting on my heart. You're an Ananias. You're an Ananias. Mm. Like the one that launched, Oh, I just got goosebumps. The (laughs) one that launched Paul. And that was such an incredible shift in my brain. It's like, how beautiful is that? That the women that God is bringing to this place, he has big plans for and to like Mm. take myself out of it and be like, it's not about me. It's about what he's going to do in their lives. It was just, it was such an incredible experience. So anyway, and I never really known who Ananias was before, but anyway, it was just really cool to investigate that.
2: Yeah, for Uh, sure.
1: What is your favorite book of the Bible?
2: Oh, that's a good one too. Mm. Wow. I mean, obviously the gospel. So I had to pick one. I would probably say the book of John. I think it's a good one and I think it's a good one to people that are new to the Bible too that say hey if you go read through that that's a good, good place that you could start
1: oh I agree it's such and in fact when my um 13 year old son started his discipleship group that's where they, woo, that's where they started then, that was the book of John so it's so good yeah. Awesome. I'd say
2: that, but then also Acts, though, because just the power of the Holy Spirit yes. and what it does through that is is powerful.
1: Yes, and it's like so often people are like, "But I need to know what to do." Read the Book of Acts; <laughs> it tells you <me> what <laughs> exactly. to do. Like, take the action, yeah. people. Take the action. Doctor Jay, thank you so much for coming and being a part of this podcast and just sharing your wisdom and your heart with all of, all of these people. We are so appreciative.
2: Yeah, and- well, thank you so much for having me, man. This has been amazing, and I really appreciate you.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. And we look forward to promoting your TEDx talk and getting to watch that and share that out. It's going to be incredible. That's all we have for you today, my friends. Remember the best version of you begins on your next level of faith. Bye for now.